Have you ever seen people who appear to have it all together, especially in church, and wondered about the real story beneath the facade? Or how about this? What's your story? And what would happen if people knew the real you, the glorious, the wonderful, the messy, the shameful? Listen in as we tackle hard questions of faith and following Jesus. Welcome to She Seems So Normal, Stories Not Shared on Sundays with your host, that's me, Lee McKenzie. Episode 27, God and I Share Different Views on Brokenness. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Psalm 41 through 3. It has been a month from hell. I'm not kidding for a single moment when I write this. In the United States, we are at the beginning of the second spike in COVID-19 cases, just as our communities are opening up, just to shut down after three or more months of our very first pandemic quarantine. My son's senior year has not been at all what we expected with virtual schooling, cancellation of all senior traditions, and two quarantine graduation ceremonies. Stories of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and so many other injustices have set off riots across the country and around the world, as well as more than a few fires in our own little biracial family. We are all scrambling to find a fixed point on the horizon, and there's nowhere to look but upward to heaven. All this reminds me of just how broken our world is. If only it were just that, except there will be so much more brokenness. The box is opened and I can't put it back. Dr. Dan Allender says that healing comes when our story is raw, bone deep, and full of hunger for what only Jesus can offer. It's January and the kids are finally back in school, though we didn't know at this point how the pandemic would totally change that in a matter of weeks. I'm now deeply into unpacking my life shtick and seems to be going pretty well with one huge exception. I'm constantly ragged and raw emotionally. I feel like a hopelessly knotted, entangled ball of yarn. Tears leak out of my eyes at the silliest times. I'm a mess and cannot hold my ish together. The plastic princess is starting to melt, and I can't figure out how to remake her like she was. Can it be when you're working on putting your mind back together that your life falls apart? The script replaying in my head is I'm no earthly good to anyone anymore if I can't pull it together like I used to do. I've opened the box, but possess no solid resolution. I can't unsee what I've seen or know what I now know. I can't put it back because there's too much left unhealed. And I've come too far to stop, but I don't know if there's any way I can move forward through this. And my next appointment isn't for over a week. It's all beginning to seem hopeless. This valley, this valley is deep. There is so much work to be done for me to be well. And it is overwhelming me. What if I am never better? What if I never get my ish together to function properly again? Oh Lord, what if we broke me? 
At least before, though I was a mess, I reasoned, I was a highly functioning, helpful mess. Kind of like a broken vase that was patched up and only leaked a little when you used it. Now? Oh, now I'm a shattered vase with pieces all over the floor. Completely unusable. Does everyone know it? I know it. But, but there are places in the scriptures that remind me of this, of being broken. And my mind goes back to David. My sacrifice, O oh God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart you, God, will not despise. While mankind may look with disappointment or disgust, I know the Lord doesn't despise my weakness. I mean, heck, let's be completely honest. Sometimes I despise me. I'm so disappointed in what seems like a total wreck of a life, and I am disgusted with how pathetic I am right now. You cannot imagine the amount of self-loathing and hate I feel with myself at this very moment, and what happened to my careful, crafted facade that kept everyone out thinking I was on top of the world. The perfect wife with the perfect life, having the dream with the perfect family, working on a perfect church. She had herself put together. People respected, even feared her. She was intimidating, a bulldog at times. Do you need the room cleared? Let her do it. You need someone to take control and fix the problem? That's me. She's on it. Let's get back to her. Kick this weakling to the curb. She is broken and useless. Oh God, I hate who I am right now. Please, can we go back to the other me? Oh, wait. The one who was a fabrication, a painted mannequin, the complete lie, the plastic princess? Ugh, I'm so tired of being her. I want to become what you say I am, Jesus. Help me become who you created me to be. Don't let me grow weary doing good. Don't turn your love and mercy away from me. You started this work. I know you will complete it. Won't you? God doesn't turn away because I am messy right now. My heart is broken into so many little tiny shards for all the things that have happened, as well as my own personal sin reactions to them. Make no mistake, friends, though bad things happened to me, in response, I did bad things to others, myself, and ultimately to God himself. While there may be explanations, there's never an excuse for sin. Our only response is confession and true godly repentance, which comes through the purifying work of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners. Isaiah writes this in 61, and it is part of Jesus' first sermon. Lord in Jesus Christ, Bind me up. I need freedom and release from my chains. Make me whole again. Isaiah, comfort me. For this is what the High and Exalted One says, He who lives forever, whose name is holy. I live in a high and holy place, but also with the one who is contrite and lowly in spirit, to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. Isaiah 57. In late January 2020, Michelle from her vantage point encourages me we've almost reached the halfway point. Once we're through, I move to a cleanup phase, but the next story is a climax of therapy. I didn't know it walking into my therapist's room that day that we were entering the depths of sin and hell.